thank you for tuning in to season two of Acts 18.9 podcast. Your listenership is greatly appreciated. My name is Alan Thomas, the author of The Vessel. You are more than you think. All it takes is faith. And the author of Educating Youth about stocks, basics of buying stocks. And finally, the Bromance Handbook. Minority Athlete's Guide to Surviving the Crazy World of Professional Sports. Each of these three books can be found on Amazon under Search for Books. 2020, what an interesting year. A worldwide pandemic coupled with social and political unrest the world over. This season, I want to bring understanding and hope to those affected by turmoil and tragedy. And to help me accomplish this goal, I've invited several guests to discuss issues that affect or has affected each of us at some point in time in our lives. And in turn, I hope these discussions help to strengthen your resolve to muster through your adversities, your trials and your tribulations, and not waver in your faith in God. As it is written in Acts 18.9, Then spake the Lord to Paul in the night by vision, Be not afraid, but speak, and hold not thy peace. And in verse 10, it is written, For I am with thee, and no man shall set on thee to hurt thee, for I have much people in this city with you. God has many people in the world to prevail over evil and over the wicked. Let's start by coming together in love to wrestle hate and divisiveness from those who seek to dishonor God by their actions. For God is with you, and because of that, mankind should not set on you or prevail over you. The title of this episode is, Is God and Jesus the Same Person? There are two schools of thought on this topic. The first being that God is one person and that Jesus is another. The second is that God and Jesus are one and the same. And that God came down from heaven in the form of man, specifically as Jesus Christ. I believe in the former, specifically that God and Jesus are two separate individuals. I believe that the following supports my opinion and my belief. In Genesis 1.27, it is written that God created mankind in his own image, where they lived in peace and in tranquility. It is interesting to note, as mankind grew in population and obtained increased knowledge, they became less dependent upon God and began to sin against him. You see, prior to Jesus' crucifixion, mankind would offer burnt sacrifices to God to atone for their sins. It is my opinion that it became clear to God that mankind did not appreciate the meaning of or the significance of their sacrifices to him. Thus, Jesus' sacrifice. Since the wages of sin is death, God sacrificed his only begotten son to save the souls of those he created. 
as written in the scriptures and proclaimed by Jesus himself and by his Father in heaven. Jesus is the Son of God. In fact, Jesus referred to God as his Father and proclaimed that the words that he spoke were of his Father who was in heaven and that the things that he did were only possible through his Father and his Father's Spirit which lived in him. God's Spirit is often referred to as the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. Moreover, in Matthew 6, 9, Jesus instructs us on how to pray and is to pray to God the Father. In fact, that prayer is often referred to as the Lord's Prayer and it begins with our Father which art in heaven. Notice that it does not begin with your Father which art in heaven, but our Father, His and yours. And it is written in Mark 14, 35-36 that prior to Jesus' crucifixion, He prayed to God with deep conviction regarding His impending death, asking God if He had to be sacrificed. It is written, And He went forward a little and fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible unto thee. Take away this cup from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what thou wilt. And in Luke 22:43 through 44, it is written, And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him, and being in an agony. He prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was as if were great drops of blood falling down to the ground. Based upon those scriptures, it appears that Jesus had the free will to choose whether he was going to follow through with the will of his Father or that of his own. It's evident that Jesus adhered to the will of his Father and not his own because he was ultimately sacrificed and crucified for our sins. Only God knows what would have happened to Jesus if he had exercised his own free will and not followed through with the will of his Father. The scriptures tells us that Jesus reminded God that he did not forsake him or his duty as his son. The scripture also tells us that Jesus asked that the same glory that he had in heaven before he was sent to earth as a sacrificial lamb for our sins be bestowed upon him. In John 17, 4 through 5, Jesus said, I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thy own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. You see, before the world was created, Jesus was himself a son, a dutiful son, beside his father before the world was and as it is now. 
Jesus' love for his Father and his love for us made it possible for all who choose to adhere to God's word and believe that Jesus is truly his son to enter God's kingdom and have eternal life. Even the devil acknowledged that Jesus is the son of God when he tried to tempt him into serving him. Jesus also makes it clear that God is God and that he does what he wants, when he wants, and how he wants. It is written in Mark 13, 30, 32. Jesus said, Verily I say unto you, that this generation shall not pass till all things are done. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. But of the day and the hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels which are in heaven, neither the Son, but the Father. As Jesus proclaimed, only God knows the day and the hour that he will send him back to earth to reclaim the righteous. You see, it is significant that you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, as it is written in 1 John 5, 7. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. The book, 1 John chapter 5, elaborates on God's word and the Holy Ghost being one with him and being God. In 1 John 5, 4, it is written, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. What God is saying is that when you accept him as your Lord and Savior, you have victory over the flesh and of this world, well beyond your faith. And in 1 John 5, 5 through 6, it is written, Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit that beareth witness, because the Spirit is truth. You see, those who choose to overcome the world by accepting God as their Lord and Savior, they do so by water baptism, and second, via the blood of Jesus Christ, by believing that he was sacrificed for our sins and that he is the Son of God. As the scripture says, God's Spirit bears witness of your decision to accept or believe in him and in his Son. In 1 John 5, 10-11, it is written, He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. He that believeth not God have made him a liar. Because he believeth not the record that God gave of his son, and this is the record that God hath given to us, eternal life. And this life is in his son.
God's record and his truth is the word. And if we don't believe God's word, how can we simultaneously believe that eternal life can only be obtained by believing that Jesus is his son? We can't. Because without believing God's word, we reject the life that God has promised us through his son, Jesus Christ. I'm going to take a break, but when I return, I assure you that my guest will have you on the edge of your seat. Stay tuned. I'll be right back with Mr. Ronald Leakes. As I said, the title of this episode is, Is God and Jesus One and the Same? Please welcome my good friend, Ronald Leakes. I've known him for over two decades, and it's been mostly great. Just kidding, Ron. <laughs> welcome, yeah. to, welcome to Acts 18.9 podcast, and thanks for agreeing to come on my show. All right. No problem. Thanks for having me. Let's get into it. There, there are two schools of thought on whether God and Jesus are the same person. The first is that God is God, and the second being that God is also Jesus. What's your opinion on that? Um, I believe that they are one in the same, um, you know, and with that, you also have the, the Trinity. Um, and that just means that God is at the top of the umbrella and then he has Jesus. Um, and that is the way that is our vessel to him mm-hmm. through Jesus Christ. Um, and then he allows the Holy Spirit to speak to us. Um, and let me rephrase that. He speaks to us through the Holy Spirit. He being God. Uh, yes. Okay. And oftentimes, you know, we call it something else or I had a voice in my head. I had a dream about it. And, but typically God is trying to get our attention. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of are we paying attention or not. Now, when you say he's trying to get our attention, what do you mean trying to get our attention? Um, well, as I've gotten older, I kind of liken it this way. Um, cause sometimes God's trying to tell us which direction it takes. So right now we're going straight down the road. We're at the fork. And, uh, at that moment where he needs to get our attention, he's trying to, Hey, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. But if, you know, a lot of times he gives us free will. So once we continue on that path, then, you know, Sometimes he has to go a little bit extra to get our attention. Um, but he's typically trying to lead us the right way down the right path. How does he, how, in your opinion, how does he lead us down the right way? Um, well, um, like I said before, uh, God gives us free will mm-hmm. to do what we want. You can believe what you want. But what I'm trying to get you to see is that this is the way. This is the light. <laughs> this is the way you should walk to. This is the life you should live, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but oftentimes in our brains, we try to make it up or we try to create our own path. So God speaks to us, trying to get our attention. He'll speak to us again, trying to get our attention once again. But sometimes we don't listen and he has to take us. Sometimes we, he takes us the wrong way to hopefully get us back to the right way. 
Now, do you do you believe you said something interesting? You said he may take us down the wrong way. Would 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 is that something different than God allowing you to exercise your free will? And then once you realize, oh, I kind of screwed up. Let me lean back towards God. Or do you think God intentionally says, okay, you know what? I'm going to, you know, I'm going to have this bad thing happen to you. Well, I kind of think, you know, and I, I always play it back in my own life. Mm-hmm. There's times where God's trying to get our attention. Okay. But now it's in present time. So you can't really, Oh, I, I had this thought and, you know, hindsight is 2020 is what they say. But mm-hmm. when you're living in the moment, God's trying to get your attention. But if you really play it backwards, there were steps where he was trying to get your attention. You weren't listening. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, you know me for a long time, right before I turned 30, I wanted to buy a motorcycle. And it's so funny that I had this little voice in my head <laughs> telling me, you don't need a, a motorcycle, diabetic. Mm-hmm. And I said, <laughs> no, I need this motorcycle. I can get the women. I'm going to look good. Yeah. So, nice still in my head that little voice kept saying you don't need a motorcycle type one diabetic yeah so a week before i was gonna buy the thing which i had already set it up to buy it the people were waiting on me to come get it they eventually gave me my money back and all that and i was happy but what happened was i had a car accident six days before i turned 30 wow i blacked out at the wheel because of diabetes and i slammed into a wall but for months, God had been trying to get my attention. <laughs> mm-hmm. And as I played it backwards later on, I said, you know what? God was trying to get my attention. Because I would always go in the motorcycle shop and, and something would happen or the people would come up and say, you can't even ride a motorcycle. Why would you want one? And Yeah. You know, I was in there one day because I would go in there every day after work. I was ready for this thing. And a lady told me a story about how her husband died on the motorcycle. This is at the shop? And yeah, she was in there because she was trying to sell some of his bikes that he had. Mm-hmm. So she told me the story. And I said, when I played it back, I said, yeah, God was trying to get my attention right there again. Yeah. So he ultimately sometimes, he takes us where we need to go. Sometimes there's no saving us <laughs> based on what we do. Yeah. Um, but he's always trying to help us to go the right direction. Mm-hmm. Now, you said something earlier that God, the Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost, as some people refer to God's Spirit as, are one and the same. Then you said there were three different partials. Can you elaborate on that? Um, the Trinity. Um, so, um, I believe that it's, it's kind of like an umbrella. So it's kind of like a corporation, but God is at the head of that corporation. Jesus is the, is the VP. The Holy Spirit is the, the, the delegate that they send out to speak to the people. Mm-hmm. And we are, we are the people that run the company. Now, you can make a good decision at work or you can make a bad decision at work, but the law, the bylaws of the company are always there in that Bible. Everything mm-hmm. that we need is right there in the words of that Bible. Mm-hmm. So when you say they're one, because I want to make sure that my listeners understand what you're saying, 
that when you say they're one, it's like one in your analogy, it's a company where God is the head of the company. Jesus is the vice president and the Holy Spirit is under Jesus. Right. And all within the company. And that's just how I liken it. But God is always there. And what he did was he said, hey, I'm going to send my son down in the human form so that you people can see the miracles that he can create that I've allowed him to to harness. Right. Uh Um, He can see you can see him in real form and he can he can witness to you. Um, And that way, once you say you can believe in him, once you believe in what you can see, then I'm going to allow you to be able to ascend to me. So I kind of I kind of see it as, you know, in in my analogy, it's kind of, I guess, kind of bad because then you would never see the head of the corporation. But in some companies, you don't (laughs) you don't you don't speak to the head of the corporation. Mm -hmm. Um. But in this case, God allows us to come through him, through Jesus, and and you can live and, and live with him forever. But to me, there, there's no penalty in believing the words in that Bible. Well, some people beg to differ. I don't. But some people say there is something. There's some people out there that say that what's in the Bible is not real or true and of course, people like us, we believe the opposite. So the penalty of not believing is you don't get to go into God's kingdom. You don't get eternal life. Yeah, I I love when people tell me <laughs> that the words of the Bible aren't true. And then I always just say, well, I don't know anything in there <laughs> that it tells you bad. <laughs> it tells you to love your neighbor. tells yeah. you to love your wife. Tells you to not envy. Um, tells you not to kill your brother. You know, so I don't ever see anything that it tells me that I think is incorrect. That's interesting. So I, so I challenge them on that, but you know, there are people out there that don't believe, but that's that's okay. That's a good that's a good point you made because the Bible doesn't say anything that's contrary to decency and and human emotion. You know, you you feel enriched when someone treats you like you want to be treated because the Bible says treat those like you want to be treated. And, right. And yeah, that's that's very interesting. So you said something about ascending to God. Jesus came down in a human form and he came so that we can ascend to God. What do you think about before Jesus came to earth? You know, mankind offer sacrifices, burnt sacrifices, as the Bible referred to them, to atone for their sins. What, what's your opinion about sacrifice, those sacrifices, and later Jesus being the ultimate sacrifice for our sins? Well, I believe that, you know, and it's funny, the transition from the Old Testament in the Bible to the New Testament in the Bible. Exactly. Um, in the in the Old Testament, you you did have um, sacrificial moments or um, sacrificial lambs, if you want, for lack of a better word. Right, that's what um, they did. And uh, in the New Testament, you have Jesus is the ultimate sacrifice that God gave, mm-hmm. so so that we can transition to His kingdom, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think often oftentimes God, you know, things we we're 
position to do or get done are tests from God. So I think early on uh, in scripture, I think they were tests. God was trying to trying to test the people. Hey, I want you to build this ark. Why would I do that? Yeah. You know, so it's just all a test, right? So you're talking about, I think you're referring to faith. You know, God asked you to do something. You have to believe that he has a purpose or reason for you to do that. Uh, that is correct. Um, even every, even in the words of the Bible, they're all faith. Okay. Mm-hmm. But as, like I said before, there's no penalty for, there's nothing in the Bible that's a penalty. Like you're not going to do 10 years of prison because, because you believe or you don't believe. Yeah. Um, and it's all a free will. It's all a free to believe, but there's no penalty. Now there's, it says don't eat bacon, pork, but I mean, ah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I like that bacon. <laughs> I like that ham. <laughs> you like that ham. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, there's no, there's no real penalty for living right. Yeah. I'm on a news break. Because there's so much on the news, it's negative, it's not bad for my psyche, just it's not good for my psyche. It's just you know, I want to be in a peaceful place, have a nice environment. And you said something that was pretty interesting, um, about uh the Holy Spirit and fear and anxiety. What won't you tell my listeners what you what your response was? Um I believe we were, um, I kind of started talking about the world and things that are going on. But to me, and this is how I play it in my brain. Um, and, and when I say this, I don't want people to misconstrue this, but I believe you can be depressed. You can have a depressing event. Um, I believe, you know, traumatic things could get you into a depression. Mm-hmm. But those are those are the only that's the only situation where I could see depression, the world bad, the the negative news. I stay plugged into God like I stay plugged into Jesus. Like I know the world is bad, is bad things going on, but I stay plugged in. Mm -hmm. So when I see people that say, oh, I'm depressed, I got anxiety. I always say it's just it's because you unplugged. You know, I tell people this at work all the time. They're like, oh, I've been depressed. And I just say, you know, did did something traumatic happen? No, I just been depressed. I lost my job. I Mm -hmm. couldn't pay my bills. But to me, God always works it out. And that is exactly what I believe every day when I wake up. God allows me to be better than I was yesterday. Mm -hmm. If, If you unplug, things happen. Drugs come in. Crime comes in, you know, hate for people, hate for the world comes in. Mm-hmm. That just means that you unplugged from the things that God has written there for us to believe and live by. So how does one stay plugged in? Or if they're never been plugged in, how do they get plugged in? Um, that's a good question, because for, for everyone, it's a... It's a different moment of life. Um, but for me, now when I was when I was younger, now mind you, when I was a teenager, we were always in church. And when I say mm-hmm. always, <laughs> always. So yeah. that was Sunday. The only day we weren't in church religiously was Monday. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but as I got older, you know, God started to talk to me personally, you know, and I people never know this unless they're talking to me on, on a personal level. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you if you just watch me, then I'm not out there beating up old ladies, taking their checks. I'm not doing all that. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to live right. But for me, I always start my day off with prayer. Mm-hmm. Anytime I go into a situation, I'm praying about it. I'm thinking about it. I'm trying to listen to what God is trying to reveal to me or tell me. Mm-hmm. Now, for other people, those people that have never been connected to God, God is on every corner. I'm going to say it like that. Mm-hmm. He on every corner. You can always walk into a church. You can look. You can watch. You can listen. You can you can read. You can do everything you can do to help you get connected or to help you answer questions that maybe you have. Mm-hmm. Or if you do have questions, maybe you know somebody that can answer them or you can ask them. That's how I stay plugged in. Uh, so you, you talked about it like a favorite Bible verse or a song. My favorite Bible verse, my mother, my mother taught me from when I was a little, little itty bitty guy. Mm-hmm. And that is, uh, uh, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Oh, okay. That's a good one. Okay? And, and every time she would say, I know you got a test today. I know you can do it. Don't think about anything else. Just know that God will be in there with you. He'll guide you through what you need to get through. Yeah. So when my mother drove off and left me in, at Grambling State University, she said, look, I'm going to tell you this. I know you, you might have some drinks. You might go to some parties. You might miss some classes. But I'm going to tell you what. <laughs> she said, I'm going to tell you who's always there. God is always there. If you need him, yeah. call on him. Talk to him every day. And you can do anything you want to do, but let him be first. Now you had, it seems like you grew up in a spiritual environment. For those who didn't, you said they can go to, for those who don't know how to get plugged in, so they can go to a church. But are there other means that they can get plugged in as opposed to just, because some people may not think they have the clothes to walk into a church or they may feel like they would get looked down on because maybe they're homeless and maybe hadn't showered. How else can someone get plugged in who don't necessarily want to step into a church? Well, um, I will dispel the myth of clothes and deodorant. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You don't need that. (laughs) You don't need that to walk in. You can walk in any church on any given day. And you can ask any questions. Um, you can you can you can talk to the people as they come out of church. You can you can join a, a ministry. You can do a lot of things. You can read. You can just pick up the Bible and read, and you'll see what God has in line for you. Uh-huh. So I always say, I try to I try to do you you know me now. I'm I'm pretty vocal. So yes, if I'm going if I'm going to say something, uh. I, I I believe that people should be done right. You should live right. I said, but you can always connect to God, always, because he's always with you. It's mm-hmm. just that we're not always with him. Because not everybody have your disposition where they feel comfortable 
going to into a church because a, a lot of us we know that the church is not this not necessarily the building the structure right it's, yeah it's the congregation it's the it's us so where what would you suggest to people because there may be somebody listening and say you know i just don't feel like going into a church I mean, how, how can it get plugged in outside of going into a physical building well uh i've learned in 2021 is that everybody got a cell phone <laughs> everybody, everybody watching tiktok on the cell phone but yeah if you, if you can watch tiktok then you can plug into a church you don't have to go in you can listen to it on your cell phone you can listen to a podcast mm-hmm. um you can do a lot of things the only question is that if you're listening to that and you have some questions now you got to figure out how to get your questions answered right now sometimes those podcasts or those um those television shows those broadcasts can lead you to the scripture where you need to go yeah but a lot of times it'll answer some questions for you, but perhaps you need clarification. And then once you get to that point, then, yeah, you can walk in any church and say, hey, I'm just a regular old sinner out there. But I read this in the Bible and I want you to be. Can you clarify it for me? You can do anything. So what you're saying, I believe what I'm hearing is that they're empowered and feel in, empowered to go and ask specific questions. Right. That's definitely, definitely um, his plan, you know, for us, you know, and, and, you know, we got that saying, the doubting Thomas. Yeah. But we needed to, he needed to have somebody on the ground where they could see the miracle that he did. Okay. They can see um, that he was loving and, you know, they can see yeah, the woman, the woman they're calling a whoremonger, throwing rocks and stones at her. And he just goes and picks her up and say, hey, nobody's perfect. Right. You it, know. It's interesting. You, you, you mentioned, uh, the, I, and I can't recall the, the woman's name, but, you know, in this, in this day and age, the world is so divisive. But God is about love. And, and people try to take things out of context and they do take things out of context. Like you were explaining the Trinity to me, it's, it's you, you articulate it very well as, as it is stated and written in the Bible, but people try to minimize God's word. And to me, uh, when God says, you know, you have to believe my word and you have to believe that Jesus is my son. And if you don't, he, you're not getting to my kingdom. What's what's your opinion or thought on that? Well, you're right, and you know we always have to have the <laughs> the pro and the con, right? Mm-hmm. Um, God God allows us to have that freedom of belief, right? Uh-huh. But we as people, we 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 blacken the paper, you know. Mm-hmm. God's got the paper there. It's clean. It's beautiful for us as long as we follow the path. Yeah, yeah. I like that analogy. But but, but people, we always bring in the, the stain, right? Mm-hmm. 
it, like I always tell my children, <laughs> if you just do what you're supposed to do, you ain't got no problems. You won't even hear my mouth. <laughs> so, you know, but God is the same way, man. He just wants, he, he's trying to get us to live a certain way. And then to, as long as you, you, you say, yes, I love you, God. I believe in you with all my heart. Thank you for allowing me. Thank you for bringing your son here and allowing me to have the opportunity to live in your kingdom. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's all he wants. You're right. That's all he wants. It's so simple. It, it, it really is. If you think about it, it's really that simple. How, why do you think people make it complicated? When do you think it got complicated? <laughs> um, it's so funny because most most people... And I, you know, I say most people like I really have the stats, but if you can just see on Sunday morning, you see a lot of churches uh-huh. with little kids in them. Uh-huh. But as we get older and we decide that uh, nah, I'm going to unplug for whatever reason. <laughs> OK, and it's a lot of time. A lot of times people need something traumatic to happen for them to yeah. replug, mm-hmm. you know. When all the while, God's like, oh, no, don't unplug, don't unplug. But no, God, I'm going to do it my way. Yeah. So I, just, I, just, I think that, you know, we, given our free will, <laughs> and we know we have free will, but he also gives us the opportunity to mess up, mess up, mess up. And at the last moment, you could say, uh, <laughs> you know, you can, I'm sorry, I profess my, I, I, I confess all my, fin- my sins, and then he will allow you to come in. But I think sometimes we think, oh, yeah, I'm good. I can live this way. God will let me in. So the unplugging from God, that's where things go awry. That's when we have um, things. That's when we allow things to come into our lives, when we are unplugged. For those who are plugged and they're going through their trials and tribulations and their faith start to waver, and they plugged in. They're praying, and they're like, "Well, God has forgotten about me. He has forsaken me. He's not going to answer my prayers." What do you say to people who are in that space mentally? Well, it's funny how we always say we believe the words of the Bible. We love God. God always says, "I have a plan," mm-hmm. and. He also says, I'm going to work, I'll work it out. You got, yeah. if you got a problem, bring it to my feet and I'm going to handle it. Mm-hmm. But the problem of, with our unplugging is that we don't think he's doing it in our time. Right. But if you really believe in what God is saying, it's not your time. It's his time. Yeah, that's true. So no need for you to unplug. That just means you stay plugged in. You always ready. And when on, on God's time, it's gonna work out. That's why I say when I wake up every day, psh, man, it's gonna work out. Yeah. You know, I, my wife hates for me to say it, but I like it. It'll be fine. It's gonna work out. Yeah, it goes back to faith. Goes back to faith. You're exactly right. So if 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 those believers honestly believe what they w- walking around saying they believe, then you should not be unplugged. You should be plugged. Yeah. 
it's kind of like it's. I tell my kids, it's kind of like your cell phone. You know, when you need your your cell phone juice running low, you gotta plug it in. But then if you don't if you don't keep it plugged in, it's gonna run low again. But if you keep it plugged in, it's always gonna be charged up. Yeah. My kids hate they hate to listen to me. They say I talk too much. I've been saying too much. <laughs> like, all right. Well, you know what? Here's a, here's an interesting thing. Um, and you know this. Uh, you'd be surprised what kids take in. They act like they're not listening, but in actuality, they are listening. And it, it may be locked back in the back of their psyche. But sometimes when you talk to them as they get older, you're like, "Oh, they actually heard what I said five years ago or yesterday," and acting upon it. But because they're kids, they're not going to tell you. And, and that's the same thing. You brought up something similar with, with God. God's going to let you go ahead and run afoul because that's your free will, but he's still there, and he's still going to guide you, and he's still going to try to lead you and keep you and keep you plugged in. Right. Interesting. So, Ron, any parting thoughts or words of enlightenment other than what you enlightened us on already for my listeners out there? Well, to all the listeners that you, if you, if you doubting having a good day, let me be your example because I have a good day every day. <laughs> as, long, <laughs> as long as I'm breathing, blessed, working, got good health, don't worry about nothing because God gonna work it out. It'll be fine. Well, Ron, thanks again for agreeing to come on Acts eighteen nine podcast, and sir, it was a blessing. For my audience, it was a blessing for me to listen to your take on this topic. And again, I can't thank you enough for agreeing to coming on my show. All right. Thank you very much. I appreciated it. And everyone have a great night. Mm-hmm.